0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. I'm Susan Violante, Associate Editor of Reader Views, filling in for Irene Watson.
1: And I'm Victor Volkman from Loving Healing Press in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners to episode number 159 in our series. Tonight's topic will be everything you ever wanted to know about Book Expo America, B-E-A, but didn't know who to ask, with special guest, Sheila Ruth. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Now, tonight we are in line with Sheila Ruth, who is the founder of Imaginator Press in 2003 and has been addicted to publishing ever since. Imaginator Press publishes middle grade and young adult fantasy and science fiction books. She is the list mom of the self-publishing Yahoo group and former president of the Mid-Atlantic Book Publishers Association. She first attended BEA in 2004 and since then has missed only one year. In addition to publishing, she is also an avid book blogger and organizer of the Children's and Young Adult Book Bloggers Literary Awards, otherwise known as the Sybil, a website developer and publishing expert. She has a bachelor's in liberal arts and technology from Stevenson University and has worked as a programmer developing publishing and typesetting software. Wow, I don't get to talk to many programmers on this program. That's something we both have in common is available for ebook conversion and design, website development, and media strategy consulting. Her website is www.imaginatorpress.com. Well, good evening. Hi. Thank you for having me on the program.
0: It's great having you here, especially because we're going to be talking about something that I've always been curious in, and that is the Book Expo America. I'm pretty sure that you're going to give us uh, so much information about that. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad I'm here. Just as usual, I'm already with my pencil. Let's start with um, you know the the big question: What is Book Expo America? I, I really don't know. I know my book's been there with the, um, my first edition. Um, I did uh, sign in for to be in a booth, but I had no idea what I was doing, and I ha- still have no idea where my book ended up. So let's find out what is Book Expo America.
2: Okay. Well, Book Expo America, or BEA as most people call it, is the premier um, book industry trade show in the United States. Um, It originally evolved out of the ABA conference, the American Booksellers Association, but it's really changed a lot since then. It's basically a large trade show for everybody in the publishing industry, Um, and it's important to know understand what it is and what it isn't, it's not a book festival so if you've ever been at a book festival with you know consumers it's not that it's it's a trade show so pretty much everybody there is somebody who's in the book business um in some way booksellers librarians media publishers writers bloggers publishing suppliers rights agents Um, In general, it's not open to the public, Um, although this year they had an experiment admitting limited numbers of what they call power readers, Um, and I don't know if they're going to continue to do that. But in general, you have to be in the industry to attend. Um, It's held every year in late May, early June, and the dates next year are May 30th to June 1st. So they're, they're basically, the centerpiece of BEA is the exhibit hall. It's a huge exhibit hall. Um, most of the exhibitors are publishers, service providers, suppliers, um, things like that. Um, there are also education sessions that you can attend on a variety of different publishing-related topics and book-related topics. There are buzz sessions where editors talk about their books. There is author autographing is a huge part of BEA. There's constantly there's about 12 to 16 lines of autographing going on the entire three days of the show. Um, every half an hour it rotates through. Some of them are an hour. Um, there's an international rights center where you can meet with rights agents and talk to them, try to sell, sell your rights. And there are also concurrent events that go along with it, that, um, some of which of interest are the BEA Bloggers Conference, which was for bloggers, obviously. You Publish You, which is a self-publishing conference the uh, Publishers Launch Conference, um, and the IDPF Digital Book Conference. Um, And usually IBPA, the Independent Book Publishers Association, has their publishing university at the same time, but this year they had it on the West Coast earlier in the year.
0: Wow. So, you see, I had no idea, first of all, that it was not open um, to the public. So that, that's already uh, my book went in there on 2000. I had no idea, and I did imagine a book festival. So I'm so glad that I'm here right now at this. Right, point.
2: it's it's really all about the industry and generating buzz in the industry and the new trends and people networking. It's it's not about selling your book specifically to the public like you would be at a festival.
0: So you know. Uh, in 2009, when my, my book came out, I, I had no idea that I was signing up for a trade show. And um, so, I, to be honest, I didn't even think about attending as an author mm-hmm. uh, uh, to it. Um, what should I be doing if, if for next year, my for my next book, I want to go and, and attend as an author? How can I guarantee, number one, that my book will have a presence there and it can... Do authors attend as authors in this trade show?
2: Absolutely, authors can attend as authors. Um, and and what you did, exhibiting your book, is, is with a, I don't know who you exhibited it with, but that's really one of the best things that you can do. It, for an individual author, it's really not cost effective to rent a booth because the booths are thousands of dollars. But there are organizations like IBPA, like Forward Magazine, who will exhibit books for a fee in their booth. Um, And and so that's really one of the best things that you can do is to exhibit your book and attend in person and network, work the floor and network. That doesn't mean pushing your book, and I'm going to talk about networking um, some more in a a little bit, but um, it it does mean making connections and just just generally meeting people and um, doing what you can to generate buzz. BEA is much more about buzz and networking than it is about selling. Um, there are also autographing sessions that, that authors can participate in. The the fee to participate in that has gone up. Um, I think this year it was $300, and the books are given away. So you need a certain number of books. I don't know what that number is. They tell you when you sign up. Um, and then you get your half an hour or hour slot in the autographing lines, and you just sign books and you give them away. And the, the reason for giving them away is to generate that buzz because you're hoping that booksellers and librarians and media people who are influencers are going to pick up your book and be interested in it. Um, and so autographing is one way to do that. It's, it's not – I mean, $300 is a lot of money. Um, so, you know, you really have to, to know that you have a buzzworthy book to do that. Um, there are other ways that you can, can do it. IBPA usually has a booth that you can rent for half-hour time slots, which is actually probably cheaper than being in the autographing lines. I, I don't know what the actual price was. But, so you can go and sign up for a slot, and you can do your autographing in the IBPA booth. Um, and then, yes, as an author, you can attend in person and network.
0: And there's a fine line between trying to sell your book and networking, so it's very clear that we should not be trying to push our book Yes. Um, because it's not going to get anywhere <laughs> anyway.
2: Yes, you've got to remember there's hundreds of other authors and publishers there also trying to sell books. And so it's it's just, it. it if you're trying to sell books, it comes across as just more noise. What you want to do is be making contact and, and networking, make connections. And just like on the social networking, you want to be real. You know, you're not out there selling your book. You want to be a real person, and I've met some really interesting people at BEA. One year, you know, I sat down at a table. The food service is crowded like it is at any trade show, and so you often end up sharing a table. You say, you know, do you mind if I sit here? And I've sat next to booksellers before and talked to booksellers, and so you meet all kinds of interesting people. If you start being too pushy about it, it's just going to turn them off. But it's certainly okay to talk about your book if it comes up in conversation, because after all, you do want to sell your book. But you know, it's it's really a fine line, just like it is on the social networking.
1: Great. So, I'd like to ask. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'd like to ask you a little bit about these co-op exhibits. Um, you know, just having the book sitting there out on a table isn't really going to generate interest in it, is it? I, I just. Yes. Don't see how. That, that's
2: actually was, a very good question. And. Um there are exhibits that will actually do more to encourage. I know IBPA meets with buyers and has people come in. I think Forward Magazine also does. So if you're going to exhibit, it's better to do your research and make sure you're exhibiting at a booth where the books are, first of all, face out and that they're well represented. Um, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but a lot of organizations – um, promote the new title showcase, and I don't really recommend that because there are so many books in it, and it's outside the main exhibit hall. Uh, I'm not sure it's a great place to be, um, but to be with an organization that will at least to some extent represent your book. Now, IBPA doesn't read your book, um, so what they do to represent your book is limited, um, but it's it's better than having it just sit on a table. Um, and then you can, as I said, rent, the, rent a booth from IBPA for a half an hour, and then you can actually have a presence and, you know, have an event for that half an hour. So, so yeah, it's, it's kind of, I'm not sure if it's how much value there is. There is some value in, in exhibiting, and I do it every year. Um, but I think that the main thing you want to exhibit are new books, buzzworthy books, um, you know, books that are going to get people excited.
1: Um, Great. I really appreciate your, your candid opinion on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, how, how do you go about doing the research? I mean, is there a, a, a website that would show layouts and reviews on, well, you know, what areas? I mean, an author that is new, an independent author is looking for a booth, where to exhibit, you know, um, to join a booth to exhibit his book. Uh, how can they get that
1: information?
2: Well, um, Book Expo America does have on their website, which I believe is bookexpoamerica.com, um, starting a few months before the actual show, they do have lists of exhibitors. And you can go through the list of exhibitors and, and see who's going to be there. And many of them are not organizations that will exhibit books, but some of them are. The best thing to do is to ask people. Um, if you know other people in the in the industry who've exhibited books before or been at BEA and seen the exhibits, the the two that I recommend are IBPA and Forward Magazine. Um, but I'm I'm sure there may be others, and the best thing to do is just to ask around. If you're on a discussion group, post something and ask what experiences people have had.
1: Great. Let's talk a little bit about uh, foreign rights sales. I mean, those can often be uh, what we call found money, which is you know something that you can cash in on without a lot of work. I wonder are the foreign rights sales people that show up at BAEA are they the people who who ask for money up front to show your book at a at another show or are they just people who are gonna take the ten percent commission and, and sell it on that basis?
2: I'm sure there are both. Um, <laughs> and you know it's it's important again to know what you're know what you're getting into before you sign anything and to do your research. But at BEA, there's what they call the International Rights Center. You can't get into the International Rights Center um, if, you, if you don't have a table in the Rights Center. You can't get in without an appointment. But what you can do is on the Bo- Book Expo America website, they have a list of the people that are, have tables in the Rights Center, and you can send them a message and request an appointment. Um, and again, you know, check out, do your research, check out and see which ones would be useful people to meet with. Um, And and I've never actually done that, but I know people that have done that. And so you you can send them a message and then you can meet with them and, and, you know, discuss your book.
0: So if I'm a a small publisher Mm -hmm. that's starting, you know, and I have, uh, you know, my new books coming out, where do I start to get my my couple of new books that I have out where, where, what do I do I go to the website uh, um, I mean is there a minimum of books that is worth going with or, or what would you say the right size publishing company um, should sign up by themselves instead of an associated
2: to set up a booth mm-hmm. you to have your own booth you'd have to be pretty large um, as an organization to really make it worthwhile I, I don't know the exact prices for booths, but I, I I'm sure it runs in the thousands. So,
0: are, are there any organizations that, that deal with the publishers? I'm just talking about that because there's so many new publishers that are doing one or two books, whether they're independents or not, but they consider themselves publishers. Um, and so, they want to, or you know, they have other people's books. They're just starting, and you know, as a way of contest, uh, yearly contest and so forth. Are there organizations that will uh, take publishers to, so that they're able to bring more than one book? Or, well,
2: certainly the ones that I mentioned, IBPA and Forward, um, you can exhibit as many books as you want. If it gets to be more than a few, it does run into some costs. IBPA does also rent booths; in they they get a big block of booths, and you can rent an individual booth from IBPA, which I believe is um, less expensive than getting it directly from. Book Expo America, plus it puts you in that block of booths right around IBTA, which is generally a pretty good place to be. They usually have a good location. Um, There is a small press area at BEA. It tends to be off on the side and not well trafficked.
0: So there are like um, um, subleasing opportunities. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm trying to get to.
2: Yes, IBTA is one of the biggest (laughs) That that does that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, if I want to be attending just as mm-hmm. an author or a small publisher and not have a booth, um, what should I plan to do there? What What are the activities that you think I should do that are important for an author?
2: Okay. Well, I already mentioned networking, and, and that's really probably one of the most important things. Um, just talk to people and be a real person. Um, and when you're networking, um, you exchange business cards, write on the back of the card where you met the person and what you talked about, um, and focus on what you can give, not what you hope to gain, and learn from the people you meet. So networking is is probably one of the biggest things about BEA that's useful. There are, as I mentioned, autographing sessions, and anyone can apply to participate in the autographing sessions. I, don't think they accept everyone that applies, but there are many small published authors, indie authors that, that do participate in the autographing sessions. And it, if you can afford the cost of giving away the books and the fee, it's a good way to get some attention for your book. We actually did an autographing session um, some years ago. The fee was a lot lower than it is now um, and, and met a lot of really good people. Um so Another your, thing your you book, can do. Your,
0: your book does not have to be exhibited there in a, um, in order to be in those autographing sessions. You can just be in. Um, and-
2: as I recall, they did want a booth number. The I don't think um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was actually, it may have actually been Span that let us use their booth number. It's been several years since I, since we did it, so I don't really know the answer of what's what's done now. But um, it may be that you do need a booth number to give out. It doesn't have to be your booth, but it has to be obviously somebody that's willing to let you use their booth number.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Um, which would probably be somebody that you're exhibiting with. Um, so in addition to that, um, learning about industry trends is is a really important thing. Walk just walking around. There's a whole digital area, and as you know, the digital thing is such a big thing right now. Um, So I always make the time to walk around the digital area and learn, you know, what companies are doing, and and there's some really interesting new things that are coming out and being done. Um, You can attend education sessions. There are a lot of education sessions. Some of them are better than others. Um, One of the best ones that I went to this year was a panel of Young people who were like in their early twenties um, who were uh, I, now I can't remember the name of the school, but they're graduate students in publishing and also working in the publishing industry, so it was their take as young people on the publishing industry and where it's going and the, the digital world, and it was really, really interesting the things that they had to say, and I learned a lot from that. um You can also, as we said, meet with rights agents in the International Rights Center. Um, you do have to make appointments for that, but that's, that's another good thing. You can give books away. If you meet influencers, you can give uh, – I would always carry a couple copies of your book that you have ready to give away if you meet somebody that you know has the potential to, to help your book. Um, you can research, if, particularly if you're a publisher or a self-publisher, research new vendors and services. Meet with existing ones. There are distributors at BEA if you're looking for distribution. That's another thing that you can research there. Um, uh, you can meet other authors and, and network with them. Um, so there's there's a lot that you can do there. Um, you know, it, it's really I think worthwhile for an author to attend in person, both for the networking and for the education. And for the serendipity, you you just don't know who you're going to meet.
0: So I I think that um, um, maybe, you know, if if you were an author and you had a choice between attending yourself or sending your book to be exhibited by somebody else, I think uh, what you're saying is it's actually pretty much worth going more than spending the money and just sending the book without yourself. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. There's no better ambassador for a book than the author. And if the author is there in person meeting people and talking to people, that's going to do much more for a book than having it sit on a shelf.
0: That's what maybe I should have done.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, but again, if you, you know, you have to balance the costs. If you're flying from far away, which I sense that you are, it might not be worth the cost to to fly in, in person. You know, it it really just depends on, I think I didn't mention that it's held in New York um at one time it rotated around the United States but they've sort of settled it in New York for now with the possibility that it may rotate again at some point in the future
0: what are uh, do you have any anecdotes of uh, of this year for example what 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 can you tell us about this year what went on
2: this year oh boy
0: um well, well i to it the... in your mind you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Obviously,
2: e-books and digital Was the big topic on everybody's mind. Um, A lot of talking about that. Um, The. um, Oh, boy. (laughs) Sorry, put me on the spot here. I thought that the energy was very high. A few years ago, when everybody thought that there was going to be no publishing industry in a couple of years, and with ebooks just starting, um, it, it felt very depressing being there honestly because everybody was very uncertain about the future and now it feels like we've figured out we're in a period of change but the future is exciting and there's a lot of potential um and and that sort of was the energy that i felt in in the
1: conference
0: that's good news victor right hello victor
1: sorry i uh, lost my mute button there yeah that's uh that's very good news
0: I'm asking Victor about that because he gave me a lot of information about e-books last time. So um, I was wondering uh, that was going to be actually a question that I was going to ask you. Where, 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 is there a is there sense with so many e-books coming out? If I'm just an ebook book publisher, is, does it make sense for me to go to um, BEA?
2: Oh, absolutely, yes. In fact, I actually one of the autographing lines that I got in. I got an autographed copy of an e-book, and it's actually an enhanced e-book. And so what they did was they have, I think it's called Autography. It's a new technology that lets them sign an e-book. So when you get up to the front of the line, they they asked me my email address. I gave them my email address. Then if I wanted to, I could get a picture with the author, which I did. And then they, they the author signed. To me, on her, she had like an iPad, I think, and she signed it on the iPad. Um, this was um, Andrea Buchanan, uh, the author of Gift, which is an enhanced ebook for young adults. And so she signed it, and then later on that day, in my email, I got a copy of the ebook with her signature and the picture of her and I in the autographing
1: area.
0: Oh, that is cool.
1: Great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the publication date. Obviously, new stuff. As new as possible. What about pre publication? If I'm three months, four months out, and I have uh advanced review copy, is that better?
2: Yes, pre publication is better. Most of the books that are given out at BEA, and books are, I don't know if I made this clear, but books are given out at BEA. Nothing is sold other than you, you can write orders for booksellers, but I don't think that happens very much anymore. Um, as much as it used to, but books that are being given out for the most part are books that are coming out six months down the road, so definitely pre-publication is better. It doesn't have to be pre-publication. There, there were books there that were had been out for several years, but given that part of the goal is to generate buzz, it really does help to have a book that's coming out three, four, five, six months after BEA.
0: So what is the right number of books that people give away? I mean, if I'm a publisher and I want to take a bunch of books, what is that uh, the right number to take over there?
2: I don't know the answer to that. Um, if you're talking about the autographing sessions, they tell you about how many books they think you should have for a half an hour, and I don't remember what the number is. Um, if you're just going to walk around and you're not doing an autographing, um, what I do is I, I take a... Um, you're not allowed to have wheeled suitcases on the floor, but what I do is I take a wheeled suitcase and I check it in the baggage check area outside the exhibit floor, where you can just walk out and put books in or take books out of it. And so I use that because even if you're there as an author, you can still get ARCs and autographed books um, of books that you're interested in. And so I, you know, books that I pick up, I walk out and put them in the suitcase, and I also keep several. Of the books that I'm promoting in the suitcase so I'll just carry one or two of them around with me because it gets heavy carrying them around yeah. um, and then keep several more in the suitcase if I need to go out.
0: That's a good tip. I didn't know that uh, you couldn't take the, the Yeah, they're,
2: Yeah, they're very strict about that unless, I think if you're handicapped you can get an exception.
1: Now, a lot of the time if you strike up a conversation, the first thing they're going to do to see if you're serious is ask you about your print run size and uh, if you don't have five thousand books printed, what are you, are you supposed to? What do you do?
2: I don't think that that's as much the case anymore, um, especially b- what with what with eBooks becoming so big, and there is no print run size for eBooks, and print on demand, and even indie publishing and self publishing are are much more, I think, respected than they used to be, and so I, I don't think the issue of a print run is as important as it was a few years ago. Um, And you you don't want to lie. You know, I think I would be honest, but when you're talking to people, it's best to tell your story and, and be honest.
1: Always good advice there. (laughs) Uh, Now, is it actually possible to get a meeting with someone like uh, a buyer at Barnes and Noble?
2: Probably not. Um, (laughs) You you could you can get meetings. I, I don't think that you could get a meeting with a buyer at Barnes and Noble. But um, for example, if you're looking for distribution, I've had meetings with distributors um, in the past. And you just want to you want to email if you're if you're trying to get meetings, you want to email you know at least a month and preferably a couple of months before BEA because people's schedules fill up very quickly. Um, and I've also found the last day of the conference is generally the, most, the least busy, and people have the most available meeting slots. So if you're looking to have meetings with people, you should probably plan to attend the last day. Um, the exhibits start winding down on the last day, so it's not the best day for the exhibits. But for meetings, people tend to be much more relaxed. So you can meet with um, people, and you can meet with organizations. If you schedule in advance, And you need to plan for the meetings to be very short, probably no more than 15 minutes, because everybody's schedule is packed.
1: Great.
0: Yeah, can you give us, like, um, uh, for the newbies like me, uh, can you give us, like, uh, three to five tips of what to do, you know, how to plan or how to get ready to go to the BEA? Okay, sure.
2: It's it's actually very important to plan before BEA, um, because without a plan – You'll find yourself just wandering aimlessly because it's like a big circus, and you you won't make the best use of your time. So it's first of all, it's important to know your goals. What are you trying to achieve? Do you want to find a distributor? Do you want to generate buzz for your book? You know what what particular goals are you looking for? Um, ebook conversion or app developers? Um, you know whatever your goals are, no have at least like two to three main goals and maybe a couple of secondary goals. No more than that. And start a couple of months before BEA going through the list of exhibitors on their website. Um, And they have a a show planner on their website. You can say, add this to my show planner. Um, Or you can just use a spreadsheet or whatever you want to use. Make sure you put the booth number because When you're running around looking for that booth, if you don't have the booth number, it's almost impossible to find it. And you want to organize the exhibitors that you want to visit um, by row, because all the booths are in numbered rows, 3,400, 3,500, 3,600. So, like, if you see 3,451 as a booth number, you know that's in the 3,400 row. And so for walking around, not necessarily for appointments, but for just walking around, Plan the booths that you want to stop by and and look at or just chat with somebody in the booth by row so that you can do it very systematically. Um, if there are exhibitors that you want to meet with, again, a couple months before BEA, use the BEA website to send them a message and request a meeting. Um, you can also, there are information... So- there are information about the education sessions on the website, and you can, should go through those and see if there's any that you're particularly interested in, and either put those in your show planner or your spreadsheet or whatever. You've really got to be systematic about it to make the best use of your time. Um, make your hotel reservations early um, you know. Uh, here's a good one. Make sure you have sufficient business cards on hand before the show. Last year, I actually forgot to bring my business cards. Luckily, there is a FedEx Kinko's booth actually in the Javits Center, and they were able to print some off for me within the same day. But it's better if you can bring them.
0: That's something I would do, by the way.
2: <laughs> the other thing that you might want to do, really more for fun, is go through the list of autographing authors and see if there's any that you're particularly interested in, and you know, plan put those on your schedule so you can get. Um, you know, meet the author and and get a r c s it's not really the autographing's not really a good time to network with those authors because you're going through the line i mean you get to say hi, I like your books, and that 's about it <laughs> but it's it's fun to meet you know authors that you like and get a copy of their new book
1: great well, this has been a real eye opener sheila let's get your Facebook and your Twitter and your websites again.
2: Um the Facebook uh Facebook dot com slash Sheila Ruth S H E I L A R U T H and the Twitter is the same at Sheila Ruth. Um I'm pretty much Sheila Ruth everywhere. The website, um, Imaginator Press, I M A G I N A T O R P R E S S dot com
0: Thank you so
1: much for this
0: information. Um um, any any last thoughts about um, the where you see the trend going with the um, uh, expo next year? Did you uh, did they give you any revelations uh, this year about where's it going or? <laughs> well, I,
2: since Book Expo next year is. Actually, the week before the e-book price-fixing trial is scheduled to open, I imagine that's going to be a big topic that everybody will be talking about. It was actually originally scheduled to start on the same day as the price-fixing trial. Um, it was just moved back a week, although they say it had nothing to do with the trial. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be a big topic of conversation,
1: I think. Thank you. <laughs> So that'll be a built-in icebreaker for all your networking
2: Absolutely, yes.
1: (laughs) All right, this has been another podcast edition of Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. Stay tuned for the next episode, The First Word on the Book Publishing Industry, with special guest Jason Boog from Gallicat. We would love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views Incorporated and Loving Healing Press.
0: For Reader Views, this is Susan Bilante.
1: And I'm Victor Volkman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, wishing you all a good evening.